0: Well, yesterday, um, me and Kate celebrated number 17, our anniversary, so we've been together for 17 years, and uh, it's comical, um, if you don't believe me, I still have, don't no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my clothes on, it's just, I still have the shirt, this is the shirt you wore, um, and ironic Get this wire off at the same time. time. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so what, what does 17, 17 mean? Anybody have any, any idea, idea what the biblical, biblical meaning of 17, 17 is? What's, What's that? It's a number. That's well, I, you know, God, God is sovereign. Is and you know, you know what I was reading Indian, in my, my devotions, devotions on our, on our anniversary? anniversary.
1: There was Joseph. Joseph was 17 years old when he started proclaiming dreams
0: with his brothers. The 17th day in the seventh month is when the Noah's heart came to rest on Mount Ararat. The 17th day of Nisan is when Jesus rose again from the dead and had his conquering day over death. Um, so 17 has victory. So that was just the free. Um, Laughter. But today, well, yeah, to, to look at the book of Job, um, I've been I going through Job with uh, North Paris Church, Church for a little, for little bit, um, and, and sovereignly as God has it planned, um, Job 27, 27 verses 1 through 6, through 6 and, and verses 11 and 12 is a good place for someone who doesn't know anything about the book of Job to come Job in, because we're going to do a book review to understand this portion of it. So we're, so we're actually, actually going, going to do a run through, through, through the book of Job. Job. So, So, has anyone ever run a marathon, or tried tried to, or failed, failed, or hurt hurt themselves? themselves. It's It's always baffled me, how can people people want to pay people money to hurt hurt themselves themselves running 26.2 miles? miles. It doesn't doesn't make make sense. sense. (laughs) Why am I going to pay people to hurt myself? myself. They they, should be paying me to hurt myself, not me paying them. So with the thought process, I blew my knee out when I was 19. And I've, I've always wanted, wanted to run a marathon, marathon but I'm cheap. cheap, I don't like run paying people, so I wanted run to run it. it. So, so I, decided I decided that I would, I would train, train to run, and run from Norway, Norway to Grey. Now, now, the, the sad thing, thing about running a, run a marathon, marathon uh, without paying people, people is nobody, nobody cheers you on because you didn't pay them. It. So, no. I mean, you have to <laughs> yeah. run by yourself. So I ran from run. Norway. Left, left at 6, at six o'clock, o'clock in, the in the morning and finally I arrived in, in gray at 2 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, now, now if you know marathon, marathon runners, you know that that was, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> marathon runners run like, run two, like hours 2 hours in like 12 minutes. I, I ran my marathon, marathon in 6, six hours, hours and some odd minute. minute. It took me 2, two hours, hours to run 6 miles. miles so so one, one of my friends from work who happened to live in the area saw me running my last mile and a half. So Wow. I don't know what's wrong but you look like death. Yes. <laughs> and maybe you're wondering, what does that have to do with the Book of Job? Well, if you haven't been in the Book of Job, um, you don't really understand what Job has been going through. But Job is really running a marathon. And we're running a marathon. So, so me to run 26.2 miles or 31.5. In the grand scope of things, you know, I'm staying married. It's way harder than running a marathon. Being faithful to your spouse is harder than running a marathon. The physical pain that we experience is nothing in comparison to the loss of loved ones or staying faithful to the God in hard times or in persecution. So I believe there's some parallels that we can glean from the book of Job and that we can uh, parallel to the experiences that we feel when you when run, run a marathon, so, so we're going to kind of go back and forth between to touching, touching and moments of what it's like to run, and,
1: and how, does how does that relate, relate to
0: what's going what's on with Joe, and, and how, does how does that relate to what we're, we're doing today. So the, so title, the title of this, of this is, is True Grit, Holding and Pushing Forward with Truth. With truth. So, those so those not familiar, not familiar with, Joe, with Joe, um... Sometimes, Sometimes we forget, you know, Job was rich. The fact that Job was listed as a prominent person, he had lots of herds, cattle, he had ten kids, three daughters, and he cared for them. You know what, the fact, how many people have a house? Just curious, who has a house? All right, well, Job had a house, and he had a house to give to each of his kids, and I'm like, all right, when my kids get out, sorry, you're going to find your own places because I can't give you a house. Job was rich. He had the ability to provide housing for his kids. And they went and they hung out together during certain feast times. They'd go together and they do things. So he was rich. And when Job lost everything, he lost all ten of his children. He lost his cattle. Um, but the thing is, Job didn't know why. He didn't know why. So in the book of Job, we get the picture of everything that's going on. But, but in our, in our lives, lives we're, we're actually like Job. We don't get, get the total picture of everything, everything going on. We don't you know don't the reasons reason why, why things are happening. So we're, so we're left, left with running in a marathon. And I think I remember I forget the person's name when they were trying to swim so a great, great, great distance, distance. They're, they're swimming around a long time, time, it was really foggy, and they, and they were two were miles from the shore but they couldn't see it. And because they couldn't see the end, they gave up. But if they could have seen that they were two miles out, they were gonna finish. But we don't don't see the big picture. So so how do we learn to to stay in where where God has placed us when when it doesn't make sense? sense. And this 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 is is what Job does. Job Job stays in. in. He He holds on to his his conviction of innocence innocence despite despite his his friends. friends. So you're going to meet his friends. One's a little kinder. One's a little bit meaner. And the third one's quite kind of harsh. Harsh. Maybe you'd like these guys to come visit you when you lose your mom and dad. Um... But then then Satan Satan comes in, Satan Satan comes comes into this picture, we step outside of the realm in chapter chapter two, Satan Satan comes in and and he's just wandering around and actually, you know, God God kind of picks picks a fight with Satan Satan. and says, hey, have you considered my servant Job? Job wasn't joking, Job was just minding his business, having his life, life, living living for God, and then God kind of pointed him out to Satan and then Satan says, well you're to protect him because the only reason he's doing that for you is because you're protecting him, put a hedge around him. But, the, but neat the neat thing, thing here is, is you see the power, power of, God. of God. Satan, Satan says that, that he challenges God's, God's claim on him. on him. And then he says, all right, God, God says, you can, can hurt all of his things, things, but you know what? You, you can't touch, touch him. You got God that, Satan? It. You, you cannot, cannot touch, touch him. him. Good, good news is, Satan, Satan doesn't, doesn't have any power. Him. We think well, he, he does. He only has the power that God gives to him. And we are children of God. We are a child of the king. In human human terms, if uh, you're the king, king, how much much are you going to let people hurt hurt your child? child? Someday Someday those those children children are going to be heirs heirs with the king. So there's there's power power with God. God. You go go through, through, and and then, so So he loses all this stuff. The famous line where Job says, The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Naked I came into the world. Naked shall I leave. Paraphrase. And, and then, then he comes, he comes back, back again, again, and then Job gets challenged, and God, God says, Oh, well, he, he still didn't do it, basically. And then you know? uh, God gives God him another everything. thing. Well, you, you can, can touch, touch his, his body, body, but don't you kill him. You kill him. Don't, don't you, kill him. you kill him. He can he only can do only what do God authorizes. Him. So, this, this is the backdrop is of this story. That, that Joe, Joe doesn't, doesn't know. He doesn't, he doesn't know what's happening in the spiritual dimension dimensions going on around him. him. He, doesn't he doesn't know that, that God, God is actually his is champion cheering him, cheering him on in the, in the, the shadows. shadows. So it's so like, like, like you're running run a marathon run and, there's and there's just trees, trees there. there. And the, the only, only thing keeping keep you going is you. Because nobody's, nobody's there cheering you on. That's what it's gonna feel like running a marathon with God sometimes. It's gonna feel like you're all alone. Will, will we, we press we on, on, or will or we quit? quit? So Job, so Job has, has some like actually action. incredible friends. Um, um, if, you if you consider, consider what, they what they do first, verse, chapter, chapter 3, three they, they sit, sit there for seven, seven days. days. They, they don't, don't say a word. Say they, a they, word. Sit sit they, they sit together. together. They must they have eaten. Yeah. And uh, yeah. how, how our bodies work, they must have gotten up to take care of business at some point, because you don't sit for seven days, and do nothing. I don't know how that happens. So they had this interaction of silence for seven days. And it's his friends who keep who the, silence. the silence. And Job, Job actually, actually breaks the silence. Breaks. He's the first, the first person first to speak. Speech, There's three cycles, three cycles here. I won't, I won't get into the technical, technical details of the third cycle, cycle but we're going to tackle that differently. But he, but breaks, he breaks the silence. The and what, he, what breaks he breaks it with is he's pouring out, out his brokenness. brokenness. Sometimes we forget in this story that the he literally lost all ten of his children. Think about that for a second. Some of us so have us just, lost just lost one child. child. Imagine losing all ten, ten children in one, one day. day. Not, Not only that, but before that, you, you, you lost, lost your cattle. cattle. Like, all right, they're all right, right. Lost I lost sheep. my sheep. <sighs> okay, okay, I can live with that. But while that, that person was still speaking, speaking this, this other person comes, comes, comes well, the cattle, cattle were all gone, the came and got them, and all of this happened. And then the last person to come was one saying, hey, your kids were feasting, and they're all dead. How heavy heavy would our our hearts hearts be if we we lost lost our children? children. And then,
1: not only that, he doesn't doesn't have the support of his his wife as he tries
0: tries to hang on on to trusting God. God. His His wife wife comes up up and says, you know what, Joe, why don't you just just curse God and die? die. Yeah, thanks so Thanks, appreciate it. How much support are you getting in that moment? He's running a marathon by himself. In fact, people are telling him to give up and quit. Yet, he He presses on. on, And he he presses presses on on despite despite. Eliaphaz. Eliaphaz, Eliaphaz, chapters 4 and 5, his his first attempt attempt is to comfort Job. Job, And the big big theme of Job Job is the doctrine of retribution. Big word for basically saying if you do good good things, things, you you get get rewarded. If you do bad bad things, you get get punished. That's how the universe works. So they come up to Job, all three of them keep on saying, Job... He's like, Job, you're really good, you're almost perfect, but, you know, if you just repent, it's all going to be all good, because you sinned, so that's why all this is happening. Your kids are dead because they sinned. Then Job responds, he, and then he has a cry for understanding, and he starts to name God as his oppressor, because he doesn't know what's gone in the spiritual realm at this point. His friends are described as... Not, not what they, they should be if they were helped. help. No, 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 that's the reason you guys are not, not where you should be. You're, you're not, help, you're not you're helping not me alive, because this, is is not this is not helpful. Then, then Bill Dad, Dad comes in, and he, and he goes, goes on. Imagine you're coming to comfort somebody, somebody, and you say, Well, I'm well, going to talk, talk about the fate of the wicked. And Bill Dad goes on talking about the fate of the wicked. But there's a happy future for you, Joe, when you repent. That's real comforting. You just lost your family. Thanks, Bill Dad. Desperate for affirmation in chapters 9 and 10. Affirmation, understanding, to be delivered. But God's too powerful. God's done this. How can I get delivered and God's too powerful? And Job is too weak. He recognizes the power of God and he expresses that in 9 and 10. Then Zophar, you might call Zophar the harshest of the three. Zophar um, basically says, you're suffering because of your sin. And calls Job to be quiet and pet. Crudeway, Joe, Joe, shut, shut up, up and repent. And you, you have, have this shut up, up back and, back and forth, and but Job basically tells his friends to be quiet. They, they, they use polite words, but if you're frank, you're saying, you shut up and be quiet because you know I'm right. No, right. you, you shut up, up and be quiet because you know I'm right. This is the comforting session that they have going on. And then Joe comes back in, and chapters 12 to 14 starts to move his case towards a claim against God. In other words, he claims his innocence. Job's starting to hang on to something which he doesn't have a lot of life over. But he claims that he is innocent in this. Because if he um, admits that his friends are right, he would actually have to lie. Because he doesn't know the sin that he committed. It's like me coming to you, with my kids, and telling them, when I lost my wallet, let's just say I lost my wallet, in my car, and my car. And I'm going to tell them, you need to confess to stealing my wallet. No, no. Confess right now because you need to repent. So, so if they, if they confess, confess they, lie they lie because they, they steal the wallet. And, and this is a sense, sense that Job's Joe's dealing with her. her. He, can't, he confess can't confess that he sinned. Said, what because am I supposed to confess the sin for? Sin I don't know what, what I did. What did I did do that's bringing all this calamity upon me? And you, and you constantly have this back and forth. They talk about the fate of the wicked. And Eliphaz comes back for the second time. And they're battling over who's right, saying that Job feels he is better than the three friends. Stop, Stop defending, defending yourself. yourself. Admit Maybe you were wrong you and get, get better. This is a great counseling session. Chapter 16, Job comes back and he says this. And this, and this is where people talk about the historically that Job's miserable comforters, comforters. Because he says, you, you are miserable are comforters. comforters. And it's As a cry of a broken, broken person who desires comfort and help and is not getting it. it. You're not, not getting it. it. Describes how he is being attacked and not comforted. Bildad comes back for the second time, and Bildad says, says uh, Job is one of the wicked and will be punished if he doesn't repent, emphatically the wicked are punished. Chapter 20, uh, Zophar gives rather gruesome description of the fate of the wicked. He's the one who's kind of just more coarse than this whole thing. And it seems he becomes more descriptive and more adamant that this fate of the wicked will be faced unless Job has some radical changes. Chapter 21, Job's starting to lose heart. He says so in chapter 21. Job seems to become more fatigued considering the loss he has faced and the heart that just wants to be heard. He's hurting and his friends can't sit there and understand where he's coming from. Sometimes when we've lost somebody, we don't need somebody to come tell us what's wrong with us. We need somebody to sit and listen and hear the hurting embers of our broken heart. Job seems to start to lose heart and basically he talks about doing good or doing evil. It doesn't matter because God's doing nothing about it. Job's strength is exhausted from not being heard. Then Eliaphaz comes in in chapter 22. He lays out this restoration. He has conviction, reproof, and restoration. So Eliaphaz does seem to be the kindest of the three. And then 23 and 24, Job seems to find this revival of strength, to press on after Expressing, expressing his weariness in chapter, chapter 21. 20. Starts, starts to lay out his case against, against God. God. Why is, why is God, God eluding Job? Job? That's actually saying, God, why are you hiding from me? I have a case against you. If you'd show up, I would have a talk with you. But Job can't find God. He's hiding. Chapter 25, Bildad comes in, and uh, 25 and 26, and he talks about the rule of God in the heavens, the control of God in the underworld, and the power of God in creation. And he questions Job's innocence and reviews the power of God and the dreadful dominion. Now, Job's friends aren't wrong about their theological content. What they're wrong about is their theological applications. And then we come to where we are in chapter 27, and then at some point in the end later... um, God well, actually shows, shows up, and we're not going, going to, talk to talk about that today, but that, that gives you, you the, picture the picture of the beginning. beginning. You start a marathon, you have this space, space in between, and, and then and you have this ending, the finalization. finalization. So, so if we're on a run, we have start, start middle, end. end. Uh, in on our life, life, we have, we have birth. birth, you know, you know it's so even on your tombstone, it says, so-and-so uh, was born on such and such a date. We're in the dash, and at some point there's going to be an end date. We're in the dash right now. Just like the like marathons, marathon, so we can we see, see this, and what are we going to do? Well, what, what is the dash, dash of our life going to be? <laughs> so as so we look so at we mile marker 21, and it's, it's interesting, mile, mile marker 21, 21 because, because to go from my house in Norway to, to where uh, 122, 122 in, in Poland, Poland is, is, is about 20 miles. miles. To go, to go up, up to that hill a little, a little bit further, further is almost a 21 mile mark. When I, I hit, hit the 21, the 21 mile, mile mark, I had, I had somebody who was there who, was there who said, said, you Do know, you want, want to get in? End, end this, this run? run? Now you that could be a nice spot. But you know, you I think I was 35, 35 at the time. <laughs> I've got a bad knee. The likelihood likelihood that I'm ever going to be able to run 21 miles again in my life, it's not going to happen. (laughs) So if I give give up up now, I give up up forever. The book Book of of Hebrews has this this statement in it, well, this this idea idea that that we should keep keep pressing pressing on. on. You know the reason? reason? Because Because we've we've already already come come this far. far. We have have already come this far. far. Why Why are we giving up? Why are we going to quit quit when we have have already come 21 miles? miles. Jonathan, Jonathan, you have have 10 miles left left to go. go. Keep Keep going. Does it hurt? hurt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Running, Running? the the, the running running pain I felt is is nothing compared to what some of you are experiencing today. today. And my My encouragement to you is to keep pressing pressing on. on. Keep pressing on. And you're going to see that Job actually does this. He talks about this as he goes through. And when you look at verses 1, he says, Moreover, Job continued his discourse and said, As God lives, who has taken away my justice? And the Almighty who has made my soul bitter. As long as my breath is in me, and the breath of God in my nostrils, my lips will not speak wickedness. Nor, nor my tongue utter deceit. Far, far be it for me from that me that I should say you are right. Till I die, I will, I will not put away in my integrity from you. My, my righteousness, righteousness I hold fast and will not let it go. Will let it go. My, my heart will shall not reprove, reproach me as long, as long as I live. And he and continues on. 11 and 12 I will teach you about the hand of God what is with the almighty I will not conceal surely all of you have seen it why then do you behave with complete nonsense that's what he says to them. so he's pressing on it. in chapter twenty when he started to lose his steam but he found his second wind his third wind his fourth wind his fifth wind and as, as many, many wins, wins as we, we need to find, to find to keep going. Because, because the guarantee is we're going to fall down. down. Well, okay. I'm going to fall down. down. I don't know about How you. Are you. Are we going to keep, keep getting, getting back? Out. Are we going to keep, keep pressing in? Pressing How many times have we, have we stopped reading, reading our, Bible our Bible and need this era to start and we start again? How many, many times have we failed in that sin that gets us every time? And let's not give up. Let's get up and let's fight again. Because it's, it's hard, and it's going it to be hard. But, but the, the reward is beyond all imagination. And we're and not going to know what it is. Job doesn't know the end of the story. Of the story. We, we don't, don't know the end of the story. story. He goes, he goes on, on, Job chapter, chapter 2, he says, he says um, basically, basically God, God shall not live, live the, the, the strength of what Job is saying here is God should not live if this utterance is not true. So if what I'm saying isn't true, then God shouldn't exist. That's the strength of what he has there. It's an oath. Could have potential of a curse against God as well, because the flip side is if it's not true, it's cursing God. Um, but it's ironic. Job swears by the God he believes has treated him unjustly. We never, never think God treats us unjustly. unjustly, ever. Verses 3, he, th- this is the oath. He makes an oath. All the while my breath is in me, and the Spirit of God is in my nostrils. Um, and he talks about his tongue. As long as I have breath, this oath, and I spoke with this before, that he can't admit that the doctrine of retribution is true. Because how does it explain this situation? How do I explain this? Why? How do I hold on to my integrity in this situation? Because I don't know that I'm going to test. I don't know that this is Satan attacking falling apart, the, the thought, thought that, that if you thought 30, 30 years ago and someone, someone told you that someone was going, going to say that, that a, boy, boy, a boy, a boy, a girl, a girl, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter, you would have said you were crazy. But we live in a day, which the Bible talks about, where truth is toted as a lie and the lie is toted as the truth and to and listen to the, the news, news or anybody, anybody, how do you find truth when you can't figure out who's telling the truth, and who's, who's lying, and who's, who's doing, doing what? So, so we don't know what's going on in the world today. Job, Job doesn't, know doesn't know what's, what's going, on going on in the shadows. shadows. We can relate to him. But what, but what we can do is trust in God, in God that, that he's, he's in, in control. control. Remember the 17th, 17th day. He rose on that that seventeenth day. day. He He conquered death. He took took the keys keys of death death in Hades. Hades. I wonder what those keys do. He took took the keys keys of death in Hades Hades from Satan. Satan Satan had had those keys. He had those keys and they were taken away. away. It says says that that Jesus made a spectacle of Satan Satan and and his hosts. In some, In some fashion, fashion when he we went down to Sheol for those three, three days, days, there was, there was something going, going on where God took the keys from, from Satan. Satan. Satan thought I he had, had won, but, but he had he lost. lost. So just so when it looks it bad, that you think, you think about was. the cross. The, the disciples, disciples thought they had, had lost what, what appeared was. to be the, the most amazing, amazing, spectacular, spectacular, spectacular defeat, defeat ended up being one of the most, if not the most, amazing victory the world has ever known. So when we look at our world today, and it looks defeated, that just means that victory is kicking right around the corner. I'm going to get the king's name wrong. I'm going to get it wrong. I want to say it's Asaph. It might be Jehoshaphat. But they went out to battle. You know what they brought? They brought a guitar brought a harp. They brought, brought timbrels timbrel and, and drums. You know, you know what they, they did when did they came really to battle? They worshipped. Then the then Lord the sent Lord the angel ahead of them. 185,000 of the Assyrian, Assyrian army were slaughtered because, because the Lord went before us. We're fighting a spiritual battle. We're going to have the opportunity to sing here shortly. And I don't think we realize the power we have when we worship God. When When we we surrender surrender and we say, God, you are my defender. The three Hebrew boys, Mishael, Azariah, and Hananiah, Hananiah, as they stood stood before Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar, if we're, we're going on a fire, fire, yeah, yeah. we, may, we die. may die. But our, our God's going to deliver, deliver us. us. And even and if, if we, we don't, don't die, die if, if we, we don't live, live, we're, we're still, still not bowing down. down. Where's, Where's our prayer? Are, Are we ready, ready to, to worship? worship? He says, lift, lift up. up holy hands. These, these hands, hands have sinned. And the, the only, only way these hands become hand holy is first John nine. 9. If we confess, confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us for our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know what that means? Instantaneously, those, those sins are gone and he, and he remembers them no more. And we need to remember first John later, He also says that, says that if our heart condemns, heart condemns us, well, first it well, talks about well, that we should, we should be confident, confident that, that when, when God, God has, has cleansed, cleansed us, basically, that, 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 we that we should trust Him that and we should go on in confidence. Us, but if but our heart condemns us, us know that God, God is, is greater, greater than our heart. So, so by, by faith, faith after, after we've asked for forgiveness, forgiveness we can we lift, lift our holy hands and worship God. We, we praise Him before the victory comes. We don't praise Him after the victory. Praise, Praise Him before. before. We're at We're the, Red the Red Sea. You sea, know what? The, the Red Sea's, Sea's not open yet, open yet. but I, I trust in God, and I'm, I'm going to see her, and I'm going to worship till God does something incredible that, that I don't know. even know. This, this is, where is where we, we are. are. We're, We're at, at the Red, Red sea. sea. Are we, are we ready, ready to worship, worship and just see what wonders, wonders God's going to and that, and that means, means three, three things we got to, to be, be doing. doing. One, if that you don't you know, know Jesus, Jesus as your personal Savior, if, you, if you, have you have not come, come to, acknowledge to acknowledge that, that, that we, we fall woefully short of His, his holy standard, standard, then we're not going to get to heaven and we can't partake in this free gift that He has offered. And the free gift is this, that if you will trust Him, you will say, you know what? I recognize that I can't get there on my own. If I try to stand before God on my own, It's never going to happen. But if I trust you, you're going to pay my penalty, and I get to be with you. And if that's a decision you've made, you've got two more things left to do. You know what you need to do? You need to spend some time in prayer because there is some power in prayer that we don't even understand. We can pray for the salvation of souls. God does miracles and wonders beyond our comprehension if we would but have faith and pray. And the other thing is, if we don't know how to use our AK-47, we need to take it apart, put it together, put it back together again, we need to get into this book so that we understand how it works. So that when Satan sends his slings and arrows, when he sends his poisonous lying darts that say, you're not worth it, truth is, in my mind, I'm not worth it. But clearly, I'm worth it. Have you seen what God did to get us back? Have you read what Jesus did to get us back? you are worth it. He's worth giving up his only son. He's worth sacrificing all of creation just to bring those of us made in his image back. And if we would do those three things, we can come with pure hearts and we can worship. Let's pray, and then as we pray, come up and we'll, uh, we'll do some singing. Father, we thank you for your word. We just ask for your mighty hand to work. You know the frailty of our hearts, Lord, the frailty of our flesh, and you know that we're going to fall down. But by faith, Lord, I ask that we would stand up. By faith that I ask that we would confess our faults one to another, that we might be healed. I pray that we would have a love for one another and a love for those who don't know you, Lord, that our hearts would be burdened for our family members, that our hearts would be burdened for our co-workers, that our hearts would be burdened for the person at the grocery store, the person across the street, the driver in front of us, the driver behind us, that we would desire that they would be in a right relationship with you. And Lord, that we would exercise our prayer and pray that your holy host of angels would eviscerate the enemy's platforms that prevent them from hearing and seeing your good news and pray that they would have their eyes open to see their desperate need for you and that they would repent. We pray for revival to wash across our land. We pray for changed hearts, Lord, and start with mine. Amen.